You are listening to episode nine of the Design Influence with Albie Knows. Hello, beautiful people. It is Albie here. I'm glad you guys are hanging out with me today because today's episode, I won't lie, it's one that I wasn't sure I was going to record. So we live in an interesting time where being an entrepreneur is far more coveted than being the actual thing that your craft is in, Um, especially when you're a creative. You know, think about it. When it comes to like being a designer, um, everyone wants to do it for themselves. And I get it. Duh. (laughs) Um, There are lots and lots of reasons that someone would want to be their own boss, start their own business, and pursue entrepreneurship. And um, Gary Vee says it best. Entrepreneurship is glamorized. Decades ago, people told you, go to school. Well, not you, but people were told, (laughs) uh, go to school, graduate, find a nice job. That was the path. Now it's go to school or some other learning alternative and create the job. You know, the pressures to apply for a job and go on interviews, that pressure has been replaced with building your own empire. But what about all the ugly parts of entrepreneurship that uh, no one talks about? The daily grind for new clients, the overhead, the taxes, the late nights and early mornings, the wins and the losses that are all yours, um, the payroll, like all of that stuff that goes into not being a designer anymore or whatever it is that your craft was. It's not about being a stationer. It's not about being a photographer. It's not about being a designer. It's not about being... Uh, website builders, not all the stuff that goes into just being a business owner. Today, I want to talk about walking away from entrepreneurship because, well, no one else is talking about it. I hope you guys stick through this entire episode and yeah, let's do it. Welcome to The Design Influence, a show dedicated to changing the conversation and creating impact on and offline. The Design Influence is all about you, the online designpreneur, helping you be a better designer and entrepreneur in this new digital landscape. I'm your hostess with the mostest, online interior designer, content creator, and nonstop idea machine, Albie of Albie Knows Online Interior Design. If you're ready for some candid and caffeinated conversations about everything from decoding interior design tools to growing pains as an entrepreneur to figuring out what the heck it means to be an influencer, then turn up your earbuds and let's dive in. Today's episode is brought to you by Gather, a visual platform that helps you source products, communicate with clients, and eliminate hours of admin headaches. Whether it's for a big project or a product roundup blog post, Gather has helped me streamline all of my product specifications, project details, and budget tracking. And I've basically created my own one-stop resource library. I know you're going to love Gather as much as I do, so head over to thedesigninfluence.com forward slash gather to get started with a free extended trial. So a few weeks back, I um, was talking to online designer friend of mine to wear friends online <laughs> and um she was telling me that she had been going on a few interviews and applying for a few jobs which surprised me um because she has been in business for herself for years now 
um, way longer than I have. Um, so at least I want to say like five plus years. And I, w- I was shocked to hear that. And so, you know, I, I asked her, oh, like, you know, what's going on? And she was like, she's just tired. Um, you know, I've, even though, and she has like a small team and not like a team team, like a staff, but like she has an accountant that handles the books. And, you know, when it's time to take photos and things for projects, she has a photographer for that. Um, so she wasn't really doing everything herself. But when it came to running her business, there was just a lot of moving parts that, were really draining her creatively, you know, so she had to worry about, you know, all these like administrative and operational things, but then still, you know, feel inspired to create projects. And, you know, this is a conversation I've had, I feel like a few times with a few different people in a few different industries where it kind of comes down to, I just want to do what I do, you know? And if that means doing it for someone else, then that's okay. Like, maybe that's what I need to do. And it's one of those things where it's like, do you want to be the worker bee or the queen bee? You know, both are fine. There's nothing wrong with either one. But I totally understood where she was coming from because, like I said, this is something that I've heard expressed from other friends of mine in other industries. And it's not even a reflection of whether or not the business was doing good. Like, Profits are coming in, but it was just, I just want to do what I do. <laughs> and so I, I realized that but once you kind of enter the, the realm of entrepreneurship or just even being creative, it's like, well, why aren't you doing it for yourself? You know, um, and this isn't to say everyone's an entrepreneur. When it comes to, you know, design, there are obviously firms (laughs) that are up and running. There are people applying to firms every day, working at firms every day. So this isn't to say, you know, the the employee role has become obsolete because, I mean, if everyone's a boss, then no one's a boss, you know. Someone has to be a boss of someone else, you know. Um, So this isn't to say that entrepreneurship has completely taken things over but it's the impression I was getting from this friend of mine this designer friend of mine and from other people where I hear express these same frustrations is that kind of once you decide to pursue entrepreneurship once you decide to start your own business if you decide to leave if you decide to just you know go work for someone else and do what you do elsewhere it's seen as a failure it's seen as giving up. It's seen as going backwards. Like you should be leaving the job to become an entrepreneur, not leaving the entrepreneurship to go get a job. And I thought that was really interesting. Um, And so she was really dealing with these feelings of shame. And I get that. I get that. Because most times when someone has their own business, is an entrepreneur, if the next time you see them, they're working for someone else, the assumption is that, oh, it must have flopped. Oh, my God, did she go bust? You know, what happened? Like, it, it's it's always easier to assume something went wrong as opposed to just say, to, to kind of think, well, maybe they just didn't want to do it anymore. So I I went through the conversation with her, and it was a great conversation, And um, it was one of those things that even made me 
evaluate my own path as an entrepreneur. This isn't my first rodeo with entrepreneurship. Um, It is something that no matter what field you're in is not easy. It is not for the faint of heart. Um, You definitely have to be going in for the right reasons. And not to say that there are right reasons or wrong reasons. The reasons have to be right for you. Um, You have to be going in with a level of clarity that involves putting on your blinders to what everybody else is doing. Just quiet that shit out. Who cares who's doing it, what way, and how long it took. Just You got to be able to quiet all that out, go in with a clear objective, a clear plan, and really knock it out, or you will fall flat on your face. That's when it'll be you're going back to work because you failed, um, because you didn't pursue entrepreneurship um, in a way that was right for you and in a way that was thoughtful and intentional. And so if anybody like is listening to this, wondering, is this for me? Or like, should I work at a firm? Um, either one is okay. That is, that is what I, the first thing I want to kind of get out off my chest. Either one is okay. If you want to go work at a firm and just wake up every day, go punch a proverbial clock, design, work on construction drawings, site visits, and then go home and be done with it, cool. That is okay. But if you want to build something for yourself from the ground up, you want to build your own team, you want to control your own projects, and you're, you, you want to have your hands in all the other facets, including design, that's also okay too. Um, but I think we forget to talk about how there's an entrepreneur in XYZ field, and then there's just the person who does the thing in XYZ field. And so... I want to challenge you guys to ask yourself, are you an entrepreneur? Are you a business person? Or are you a designer? You know, which one comes first for you? You know, a lot of times the struggle with building our own business has nothing to do with talent. We've all got the talent. Um, I am almost certain I've said this more times than I can count. You give us some paint swatches, some paint decks, some T-squares, and some graph paper, and we will freak it. We will kill a design. So, and that's with any field. You know, when it comes to the craft, the quote-unquote failure of the business has nothing to do with the talent. The talent is always there. It's the business part that's not, you know, usually there. And maybe it's because you need to be in a space where you can just do what you do. So like with, you know, my friend that I was talking to, she felt like she was, she was just no longer creatively inspired because by the time she would be, you know, done kind of just worrying about all these other facets of her business. And again, this is someone who had an accountant, so she wasn't worrying about bookkeeping, but she still had to make sure she was tracking, you know, expenses to give to the accountant. Um, the accountant isn't the one, you know, making purchases for clients and pulling up PO orders and doing all of that. She is. Um, she still had to worry about that. You know, she still had to worry about, you know, the lease on her space. She's the one that had to worry about, you know, getting new clients, getting referrals, keeping current clients happy. Like all of that, all of that came down on her, you know. 
And so by the time she got to sit down in front of her, you know, her graph paper or her computer and, you know, make some beautiful designs, she, she was still killing it. Her work is amazing, but it was a chore at this point. It was just like another thing to check off the ever-growing task list of the entrepreneur as opposed to working at a firm where 90% of that stuff is not on your plate. You just get to design because the, the, the principal is worrying about that or the, the CEO, if you're, you're, if you're like an in-house designer for like a company, whatever the roles may be, <laughs> you know, 90% of that is not your concern. You come in, you make something beautiful, you go home. You're not worried about all those necessary, like larger moving parts, not necessarily at least, you know, every firm and every business is going to look different, but speaking, you know, broadly here, if you're like me and you wear a whole lot of hats and you are just juggling all the things, a household, a business, and just life in general, chances are you are looking for a way to keep all of that on track and organized, that you check out today's show sponsor, Gather, and I know you're going to love it because it is what I use to manage all of the things in my business, at least. From products to project details, budgets, and just all those things in a way that's super pretty and super user-friendly. Head over to thedesigninfluence.com forward slash gather to get started with your free extended trial. Test them out with a few projects, a few blog posts, whatever. And I promise that you are going to love them as much as I do. For those of you who are pursuing a path of entrepreneurship, but you're feeling like, I don't know if I want to keep doing this, you know, um, a few things I would love for you to ask yourself are, one, why did you go down this path? Again, like I said, the reasons have to be reasons that are right for you. But, you know, if it was kind of like an emotional jerk reaction to, well, I can't find a job, so I'll just do it myself. Or um, if it was a lifestyle circumstance, you know, well, I just had a baby, so you know, I need to be home with my babies. You know, whatever season of life you were in that first propelled you into entrepreneurship, not at that season's over. So now the baby's no longer a baby. Um, it's not as hard to find a job now because may- maybe you were looking during the time of like 2008 when the economy was crap, (laughs) Um, you know, whatever that season was that propelled you into entrepreneurship, if that season of life is over, do you still have a reason to be pursuing this path? Do you still feel like it's the path that you should be on? So why did you pursue entrepreneurship in the first place? One, but two, if it was something that was temporary, if you had to start over and make that choice again now, that not that factor no longer a factor is it something you would still pursue um so that's actually the second question question number one rolled right into question number two question number one why did you pursue entrepreneurship question number two is the reason something that is still a reason do you still have that um that catalyst kind of propelling you forward um question number three what are you struggling with if the struggle that you're having is just kind of like the usual struggles of just maybe time management or um, 
understanding the other roles better. Like maybe you, you don't have a team yet, so you do need to be a little bit more hands-on with the bookkeeping and things like that. You know, if, if those are struggles that can be handed off and you would feel better, or if those are struggles that once you learn those skills, you would feel better, um, that's one thing. But if the struggle is like things that you just truly, you wake up and you feel like everything is a task and it's just, it's so draining on you to get through it. That's something that you need to be honest about because the the path that you've chosen for yourself shouldn't be one, it shouldn't be one that robs you of your love for the thing that you're doing. You know, you shouldn't have to sacrifice your love of design for the business of design, if that makes sense. So question number one, why did you pursue entrepreneurship? Question number two, do you still have a reason propelling you forward? Question number three, what exactly are you struggling with with entrepreneurship? Because one could be something that you can tweak and you feel better, and the other one is something that will not go away, and you, then you really need to reevaluate if entrepreneurship is right for you all together. And then question number four, <clears throat> what's the worst that could happen if you went, quote unquote, back to work? I hate that phrase. And I know it's something I, I am very guilty of saying often, going back to work, getting a job. Because what you, as an entrepreneur, what you do is work. So back to work implies you're not working. Or getting a job implies you don't have a job. Um, but I haven't quite figured out <laughs> a better way to say it. I guess going in, out into the real, no, there's no good way. If you have a, by the way, if you have a better way of saying it, let me know what that is. But question number four, what, what's the worst that could happen? Like what would be bad about getting a job outside of entrepreneurship? Like what would that really mean to you? Um, literally, um, in terms of like how that would change your life. Um, how that would take away from anything, provide you with anything, um, and what that would mean to you emotionally, because there is an emotional component here. Again, you may feel like, well, you failed. You may start. It may start to pull up some insecurities and all those other things. So, what will it? What's the worst that could happen? Like, what are the? What's the worst that could come out of applying for a job at a showroom, at a firm, wherever, and not working for yourself anymore. And the reason I say ask yourself that is because if you don't have a worse that could happen, then what are you so afraid of? You know, if where you are in your business compared to where you'd be working for someone else looks the same, then there's no fear there. That that eliminates the fear. If working for someone else looks better, that should definitely not eliminate the fear. And this this that should definitely eliminate the fear, excuse me. And that's going to look different for everybody. For some, well, it may mean more money, but not everything's necessarily about money. Maybe the money's not a factor for you because you have income from, you know, a significant other or something like that. And, you know, money isn't why you got into it. Although, I mean, we all would like to make money, let's be honest here. But if going to work for someone else maybe means you'd have more time, you know, your work life, you know, that quote, proverbial work life balance, you'd actually have that now. Um, would your qual quality of life improve? 
Um, would your finances improve? Would your health improve? Um, what is the worst that could come out of working for someone else? And then question number five, what's the best that could come out of working for someone else? Um, really think through, I guess, you know, making a pro-con list, so to speak. Um, but I really want you to approach it as more like a worst case scenario, because again, aside from the shame that you might think will come associated with it, um, the, you know, looking like you failed, you gave up and all of that, that's, that's in your head. That's all mindset. You know, in real life, what is the worst case scenario of working for somebody else? And what's the best case scenario of working for somebody else? Um, if your worst case scenario is something that really kind of like makes you grab your chest and like just, I can't even imagine that, then hopefully you have a comparable opposite best case scenario for staying as an entrepreneur. And I hope that makes sense. So if the worst case scenario, for example, uh, for going back to work for someone else is that I won't see my kids as much. The best case scenario, I imagine, for staying an entrepreneur is the flexibility and time to be with my family. And if that is what offsets it for you to push through entrepreneurship, then the shit that's keeping you behind in entrepreneurship, figure it out. If it is worth more than anything to you to have the flexibility to be with your kids, be with your family, and just have that power, then you need to figure all that other stuff out. And on the flip side, if the best case scenario working for somebody else is more money, because you can actually command a high salary as opposed to what you may be, you know, paying yourself right now. So then obviously the worst case scenario of staying an entrepreneur is struggling financially. If you really, really want to push through this entrepreneurship train, how the heck are you going to bring in some dollars? to compensate for the fact that you will not be getting whatever that salary out there in the rest of the world is. How are you going to increase what you can pay yourself? And will it be worth it? Whatever the sacrifice or change it is that you're going to have to make to get that salary, if it matters to you, are you willing to put in the work? Are you willing to make that happen? And so if you're thinking about walking from entrepreneurship, Question number one, why did you start in the first place? Question number two, that reason for being an entrepreneur, is it still relevant? Do you still have a reason? Question number three, what are you struggling with? Anyway, what, like, why did this thought even start to enter your mind? Question number four, what's the worst case scenario <laughs> if you went back to work um, for someone else? And question, that was four. And five, what's the best case scenario? Um, how could it improve things? Um, these are the five questions I want you to think through. I don't, there's no right or wrong answer. I will never tell anyone, no, definitely be an entrepreneur, start your own business. It rocks because that shit is hard. But I also won't tell anyone, give up. It sucks. Oh my God, don't do it because it's also rewarding. You know, <laughs> um, it, it's really, it's always a personal choice. It always comes down to what you can take emotionally, what you can take financially, 
what your family can take, what sacrifices you're willing to make, what you're willing to put into it, how long you're willing to wait it out. There's a lot that goes into it. And then there's just being able to kind of like pivot and shift when, you know, when you have to, because maybe you go back and get a job now, but it's only temporary. You know, maybe you pursue design on your own just as a side hustle while you kind of even some other things out with a full-time job and then you come back to your business full-time um maybe it's only you know per diem you know contract work you know there's so many it could look like so many different things and that is kind of what I want hopefully for you to take away from this there's no right or wrong answer there's no one way work at a firm work for yourself that's it door number one door number two that's it there are no other rooms to the door there's tons of rooms we're designer i mean there are tons of doors we're designers make a door even if you don't see a door you know you're not limited to just those two options um i want to remove the shame and the stigma of not having your own business from the conversation like i think it sucks for someone to feel like well I started my own thing so if I don't keep doing my own thing what will people think about me or how will that look or like that's no no we're gonna stop that we're gonna stop that today so I really really hope um this is a conversation that someone needed to hear even if it was just one person that needed to hear it because the fact that I've had this conversation with a few different people within the design industry and outside of the design industry tells me, you know, it happens. It happens often. I know I've had this talk with myself often. Um, is it worth it? And then there are goals that I want to hit. If I'm not hitting them, financial goals especially, you know, would I have hit them quicker if I, you know, just was working for someone else? But then I think about what that might look like. So for me, I have a daughter and a husband. My husband works a lot. My husband works weird hours and isn't always home um I have a young daughter you know she's in school but she's in in school part-time so me working from home versus working outside of the home is going to be a complete dynamic shift in our lifestyle not necessarily for the better not necessarily for the worse but it's definitely going to be a complete shift and that's something you know I had to think through and talk through um so it's not a decision for anyone to make lightly. Um, but I do want you to know that it is your decision to make. And no matter which way you go with it, it's okay. Like, who who cares, first of all, what anyone else thinks? It has to make sense for you. Um, so long as you are not causing yourself more harm <laughs> by whatever it is that you choose. I believe everything happens for a reason, you know. Being an entrepreneur is not always the best way, um, but it's not always the worst way. Same thing for working for someone else. That's not always the best way, but that's not always the worst way either. So (sighs) this was a bit of an emotional episode. Um, It was one grounded in a little bit more emotion than fact, and I hope you guys are okay with that. Um, I would love to know what you guys think. Um, First of all, I'd actually love to know where you are um, in, in, in this conversation, 
are you someone who works at a firm or at a business or just not for yourself? You work for another business um, or you side hustle. So you have your main job and your side job um, or you're a full time entrepreneur or you're working up to entrepreneurship. I'd love to know where you land on this. Um, if this is a struggle that you've had of kind of like, do I want to keep doing my own thing? Do I want to not? Um, I'd love to hear where you land on this, how you've gotten through those struggles and those hurdles. Be sure when you're listening to screenshot this episode and tag me at the Design Influence, be it on Instagram or Facebook, tag me. Let me know which one of these you are. You know, the person that's struggling, the person that's dealing with the stigma of walking away. Um, and if you've overcome those hurdles, if you made a decision, I'd love to know what your decision was, how you got there, because maybe what you did can help somebody else. And so I would love to keep that conversation going because I don't think we talk about it enough. Um, we talk about how to be a better entrepreneur, um, but uh, maybe I don't want to be an entrepreneur anymore. How do I get out of there? What's my exit plan? So if you are someone who got over that hurdle, share that story. I would love to hear it. I know, um, or read it. I know that um, I'm sure other listeners who would definitely love to know a little bit more about it. So again, take a screenshot, tag the design influence, whether it's on Instagram or Facebook. Um, I'm good either way. And be sure to leave a rating and review for the show if you haven't already. And then subscribe and share the show with your design bestie, with your entrepreneur bestie. And hopefully this conversation helps them as well. Um, I love just kind of having these candid talks with you guys. I get things off my chest that have just been in there, bottled up. I get to talk about things that people talk to me about that I know should be a larger conversation. And so I hope this is one that you guys enjoyed and I will see you guys next week. Bye. Thank you for listening to today's show. I don't want to just leave it here. So let's keep the conversation going over on Instagram at The Design Influence or on the Facebook page, The Design Influence. To dig in a little bit deeper into today's episode, you can head over to thedesigninfluence.com forward slash podcast for all of the show notes. But while you're listening, be sure to take a screenshot of the episode so that you can tag the design influence and let me know what your favorite takeaway was. What resonated with you? What made you go, oh snap, that's me. I needed this. I would love to know. And now go forth and create your influence and I will see you in the next episode. Bye.